It is heart to heart right now with pastors Michael and Stephanie Rowan here in Dallas, Texas, where it's currently pouring rain, but that's okay. So if you're watching on Facebook Live right now, like it, share it, comment, heart it, host a watch party if you want. Forward it, love it, like it, all that stuff. Yes. We are now on iHeartRadio. Yay! Heart to heart on iHeart. So <laughs> if you follow or subscribe to anything on iHeartRadio, make sure you subscribe to us so you can listen to us. Same thing on iTunes, our podcast, Roku TV, YouTube. So many different so ways. So many ways to listen to us. Absolutely. And uh, tonight, uh, we probably will have a few more viewers. We hope so. Because we are talking about... Sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that could be. Let's talk about sex. See, there's a lot of things when we uh, mention the word sex that come to your mind. And over the next probably few weeks, because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to sex. You know, what's sad, and some people even made comments about this on social media today, because when I put up uh, that we were talking about this, <laughs> I just put up sex. And uh, and I almost, even in my own heart, went, oh, maybe I should put a title up, or here's what God has to say about sex, or 10 biblical principles involving sex. And I thought, no, I want to get people's attention. So literally, I just went and found like, what was it? It was like a red light looked like you'd see it's it outside pretty seedy. so pretty seedy it just said sex that's all i put up then i put up at the top now that i've got your attention through this pick we're going to talk about uh good and bad things involving this but man what is it about this subject that churches ministries don't want to talk about it and i think we need to talk about it because god has a lot to say about it i mean y'all are all talking about it in your normal lives with your friends so why can't we talk about it in church or in ministry and that's where it needs to be covered so we're going to cover it the good the bad the ugly and 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 i think a lot of people say well they they'll give you their opinion you know well i believe this about sex or what i believe and what they're doing is they're they're giving their opinion that supports their sexual behavior. Exactly. Uh, I believe this and I believe this because that's what they're doing. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we need uh, to, to allow, uh, they're, they're be- I mean, I, I put it down right here. We allow our behavior to influence our belief as opposed to the other way around. We need to say what we believe that influences our behavior. Right. But typically what we're, how we're behaving is how we believe. And that's not what the Bible says, especially involving sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're moving right along. Uh, I want to just spit out a couple of, uh, of scriptures tonight, and we're going to go bounce back and forth. But um, look, look at a few things that the Lord says. This is James 1.12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised for those that love him. So the Bible's saying right there, if you endure temptation, if you endure sexual temptation, it doesn't even, I mean, it specifically says that, that that's a blessed man. First Corinthians, nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will. He so is decreed in his heart will keep his virginity doeth well. And I'll give you one more. First Corinthians 6, 18, for you're bought with a price. We all know this one. Therefore, honor God with your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Uh, there are not a lot of people today honoring God with their bodies. No. And I love that it says with your body and your spirit, because what people don't realize, I think, is um, 
sex is not just physical, it is spiritual. And you, when you engage in sex with someone before marriage, you're, you're having a spiritual experience and you have, you know, people call it a soul tie per se, but your, your spirits are bonded in that and it can create so much pain in future relations. That's why God, God created it for marriage because there's so much pain that can come along with your spirit being tied to other people. Well, people look at it two-dimensionally. They look at it very simplistically. Yeah. This is a hookup. This is a one-night stand. Ah, we went a little too far. It's not a big deal. And I heard one minister say that it's like an onion, uh, especially with women and their layers. And a lot of times, uh, especially if someone has had uh, a lot of partners or has been very sexually promiscuous, then when they do ultimately find someone or God brings someone along special and it's not like all the others, that relationship is going to have layer after layer after layer that has to be peeled away uh, because of uh, that you, you, you just can't give your body to someone. And people say, well, it was just physical. It was nothing else. There, I, even if you didn't give them your heart, there is something internally that, um, that, that has transferred yes. uh, between both. And so, you know, um, we're going to ask all of you tonight, but put aside your opinions for a few moments. Uh, now, that doesn't mean you can't give your opinions or it doesn't mean you can't comment, things like that. But let, let me say this very lovingly as I can. Um, a lot of people's opinions have wreaked havoc on this world and in our culture uh, about sex, uh, about intimacy. And so, uh, you know, I, I could give you example after example. What, what example would you like to hear tonight? Would you like to hear the one about adultery? Would you like to hear the one about the sexual abuse story? I mean, uh, would you like to hear the one about the marriage that was devastated before because both partners were involved sexually and now they're battling demons uh, because they didn't hash that out before they got married? Uh, which story do you want to hear? The suicide over guilty feelings of a sexual past. Guys that are totally addicted to pornography on the internet. And so we go on and on and on about sex in our culture and how for most people, even though it was created to be amazing yeah. and wonderful and spiritual and holy and a bond, uh, God created it and the devil through our culture has twisted it, distorted it and things like that. Yeah. And that's, you know, typically when ministries talk about sex, it's that sex is bad or wrong. And that is not, that is not at all <laughs> what God created. Um, God created sex, you know, so it's perfect and it's beautiful. And then the enemy... What a mighty God we serve. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but the enemy comes in to distort and to twist and to lie and to manipulate. And so he took something that was so incredibly beautiful that God created to be within the confines of the marriage and distorted it. And it's, it's wreaking havoc on society and... And now it's for, for our kids and for our teenagers and for everybody growing up, their idea or their view of sex is, is so warped compared to what it was originally created. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so we want you to hold tight with us for the next few weeks. Uh, we are obviously going to talk about uh, how this affects single people. We're going to talk about how this affects marriages. Uh, but you guys got to understand, this, this thing has made marriages and ruined marriages. It has uh, destroyed businesses. It has disintegrated churches. It has split families down the middle. I mean, it, the, the, the collateral damage that is done 
when sex is misused is absolutely insane. And as Steph said, God created it. We were talking about this today. We were sitting out back and we were just kind of relaxing outside, getting ready for tonight. And uh, you've, many of you, if you follow our ministry, you've heard me say this before. Uh, sex in the confines of what God created is a, is a, is a powerful thing. And we were talking about fire. You know, we have a fire put outside. We'll sit out there at night and we'll get a cold drink and we'll just get some snacks and, and we'll crank up the fire. And it's a wonderful experience because that fire is where it's supposed to be. We have a fireplace. Uh, we have a, a beautiful uh, theater and we'll, we'll watch TV and, and uh, the fire's going and we'll make hot chocolate. It's in the fireplace. It's nowhere else. It's where it's supposed to be. But I was flipping the channel a few days ago and there out in the West Coast in California, wildfires are destroying, devastating people's homes, ambulances, fire trucks, police, people are dying uh, because that fire was out of control. When sex is out of control, it is destructive. When it's within the confines, it's good. We have a pool and uh, we get in that pool. It's awesome. Uh, you know, you take a shower, you know, you, uh, you cook. There's nothing wrong with that. But ask anybody that's ever been a part of a flood uh, if, if, if the, you know, it's, it's out of control. So in the confines of where it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to be used, it's a wonderful thing. When it gets outside those boundaries, there's total devastation and it's the same with sex. Yeah. So, uh, we want to give you some statistics. Uh, many of you probably know that the pornography industry, uh, is absolutely probably one of the greatest examples mm -hmm. of what God created uh, that is being misused and twisted. Yeah, um, we, just, it just made me think of this. Yeah. Pornography, it used to be you had to like go to a gas station or a store and... Oh, some red light and, and, and that, you know, kids had to hide it under their mattress or something. Now our kids can look it up on their phone right next to their Bible app. You know, I mean, it's it's so easy to readily get, available. Yes, I mean, just uncontrollably available. Yeah, no, it's it's and uh, these statistics are going to blow your mind. Uh, Fifty-seven billion dollars revenue is created through the pornography industry worldwide, folks. I didn't say million; I said billion with a B. Fifty-seven billion, twelve billion alone in the United States of America. Now, this is just to give you a gauge of how incredibly demonstrative and huge this is 12 billion in the u.s that's more than all the combined revenues of all the professional sports in america that's football baseball basketball take all those franchises combined the combined revenues of abc cbs and nbc if you combine all three sports and all three networks combined it's only 6.2 billion so 2.5 of the 12 billion is related to internet porn. So you've got to see the statistics here are, are literally staggering. Give them these two statistics here. Statistics. Say that fast three times. Okay. The National Coalition for the Protection of Children and Families states that approximately 40 million people in the United States alone are sexually involved on the internet. So that could be porn sites, dating sites, hookup sites, anything. Just sexually involved using... That Ashley Madison, all the, that stuff. Yeah, using the internet. Sex is the number one topic searched on the internet. Yeah. 25% of total search engine requests are porn related. So basically, I mean literally, what, uh, three, almost over three out of every ten are sex related, pornography related. Or one out of every four. Or one out of every four. <laughs> 
I didn't do very well in math in school. <laughs> 8% of total emails are porn related. The average daily pornographic email, 4.5 per internet user. 12% of total websites on the globe are porn pornographic, 12%. And so, guys, you can see 100,000 websites uh, offer illegal child pornography. Uh, child pornography generates $3 billion annually. Child pornography. So you can see how this is literally devastating our culture, our world, our society because of, of, the, um, of the attitudes and the opinions of sex. Uh, we statistic cheating spouses statistic confirmed 50 to 70% of married men between 38 and 53 million men have cheated or will cheat on their wives. 26 million women will either emotionally or physically cheat on their, on their husband. So this is not a guy problem. This is not a girl problem. This is not even a, an adult problem. A problem this, is is a, every... this is a world problem that we're dealing with. And we as the body of believers have got to get out there, stand firm uh, on, on what God intended sex to be. And we don't need to cower down because that subject is sensitive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a matter of fact, even through our discussion tonight, you may change, you may have more questions, you know, than you had before we started. But we, we really want to talk about this because it's so important and God has a lot to say about it. Um, I, I remember growing up, you know, it was like the Brady Bunch, it was like the Partridge Family, yeah. the Cosby Show. I love Lucy. You know, they were married and they wouldn't even show them in the same bed. It's true. Uh, this is a fact. Did you know that Lucille Ball got pregnant in real life? The television network wouldn't show her pregnant belly on television because that was too risque. They said, no, they had to show her, they wouldn't show her pregnant stomach. And we know we've come a long way from that. Now you can, you know, be 16 and get pregnant, get your own television show on MTV. And that's how far that our culture has come. And so, uh, you know, nowadays you got, look, Game of Thrones, one of the number one, if not the number one show, the world was riveted. People were on Twitter, people were on Facebook, people were on Instagram. Hey, it's Game of Thrones night. And I'm not just talking about people that don't go to church. I'm talking about church folks. People that <laughs> claim to love God and know God, allowing these things to enter into their home. And, and I'm not even trying to be old school tonight, guys. I'm just saying that these things can distort and twist your perception uh, of sex and sexual intimacy. Yeah. There's also a show, and this just, um, y'all may see it if you watch any TV because they've been blasting these previews of The Bachelorette this season. And, and that's been a lot in the main, in the forefront. Yeah, uh, I think because the whoever the girl of Bachelorette now is, you know, is the first one that's talked about, um, you know, her faith in being a Christian. And there's, I guess, a man on the show who's also like very a believer, a believer very Christian. But they they're showing this preview, basically the whole season. Which if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But he comes to her at one point, I guess, and says something like, um, "You know, hey, I want to talk about sex." And she's like, "Okay." And he's like. Well, you know, I believe sex is reserved for the marriage and you should, you know, hold your body, your body's a temple, blah, blah, blah. So if, if you've had or are going to have sex with any of the other contestants on the show, I would like to remove myself from the show. You know, standing up for... Because my wife wouldn't do that. Right, my wife wouldn't do that. And so she apparently just gets irate and kicks him off the show and says, well, I have had sex and, you know, flips him off and all this stuff. And and um, so I, another, like, celebrity, I'll just say, I came across this on Twitter and I just... Yeah. Oh, people. Doing my heart hard to get sued. So, yeah, there well, was a will, person. There will be no names, no Twitter <laughs> accounts. Um, but so another local celebrity, major celebrity, said um, in reference to this episode, 
Women can have sex if they choose, and women can wait till marriage if they choose. Point is, it's their choice. When you're making a life-altering decision to find a life partner, intimacy is important. Why can't y'all understand this? But what got me was, obviously it got thousands of you know comments and retweets and stuff. Sure. And I mean, you could scroll for days and not find really anybody standing up for the truth. And or for the guy's it, choice. To remove himself, right? Right. I mean, no, nothing about that. Nobody sided with that. I mean, no. It's th- these are some of the... This is how the world is seeing as sex. Yeah, read some more. Seriously. This is, a, this is one of the tweets. Seriously, you got to test drive it before you buy it. Another one. Um, I'll, uh, I'll change this. It's um, hex to the yes. Sexual chemistry is an important part of any long-term romantic relationship. You got to test drive because intimacy is critical. Another one. You got to try the goods before you make a lifelong commitment. Duh, people. Or, I'm not buying a pair of jeans without trying them on. There are so many different styles of jeans, you need to know what fits. All right, like, I just <laughs> I want to punch these people in the face. You know, and I've heard that. No, and you hear that all the time from everybody, especially if you're in the dating and the guy, um, you know, says, well, they really pressure, pressure a girl because you want to make sure you're compatible sexually. And they, you hear that test drive or, you know, drink the milk before you buy the cow, that kind of You hear those statements all the time in, in public. And we just have a huge problem with that. And I love your, your uh, analogy. I, I tell people all the time, you know what, uh, when a guy tells me, oh, i got to test drive before I buy it. I'm like, well, first of all, a godly man doesn't ha- have to test drive it because he knows the manufacturer. Uh, and really, that's my response when I, you know, there's different cars out there. Uh, you know, um, I love, and you know this, I love exotic cars. I love sports cars. Mercedes made a McLaren. You know, it's a $350,000 car. Now, would it be fun to test drive it? Yes. Do I need to test drive it? No. no. Folks, it's a Mercedes Benz, okay? It's one of the finest cars in the world. And so if you go to a Mercedes dealership, now I'm not talking about one of those little dealerships, and I wouldn't test drive it there either when we're talking about sex, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> you went to some clunky thing, there's flags all over, and a guy comes back with a slick back here and a cigarette, and he's like, hey, this little puppy right here is, you know, 1800 bucks. No, if you go to a Mercedes dealership, and you go and buy a $200,000 state-of-the-art, one of the finest cars in the world, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have lifted the standard in the automobile industry. And so if God created man and God created woman, then why do you feel like, and here's the other thing, what, you got your whole life figured out, right? No, I mean, seriously, <laughs> so I agree. You have to have some type of chemistry, but you'll know if you have chemistry and attraction when you're dating. You don't have to do that to know if you're attracted to someone. And once you get married, you know, you make vows for the rest of your life. So you're married for the rest of your life. That's part you've of the got, fun. You've got so much time to get it right. I mean, practice makes perfect, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't cook very good, but I practice. learned how to cook and I practiced and I'm much better at cooking now. And so he didn't have to make sure I was a good cook before we got married. Like, I, I worked on it and now I am. There's a lot of things in marriage that you may not be great at, but that's what you, you do in a marriage. You work on things and get better. And so... The test driving before you buy it is just absolutely insane. Uh, you know, have you ever seen two dogs just <laughs> somewhere in a backyard or an alley and they're going at uh, You know, I don't think anybody got like a chalkboard and an easel out and some chalk. Somehow they figured it out. They just figured it out. And they're dogs. They're dogs, people. If two dogs can figure it out, I'm pretty sure two people in love can figure it out. 
So, uh, you know, th this blew my mind. Okay, if you were to type in the word God in a search engine on Google, Yahoo, you know, whatever, Safari, you'll get 40 million links. If you type in the word sex, 120 million links. So literally searching God, 40 million, searching sex, 120 million. And so that just shows you three times the amount over the creator that invented the second thing that you're searching. And so you can understand where we're coming from tonight, guys, here uh, joining us on Heart Art. If you're listening by podcast, uh, we live in a sex-dominated culture. And here's my question. Are we happier uh, because we're so dominated by sex in our culture? Are we more uh, joyful and fulfilled because of this? Are, are relationships stronger? Is the, is the sexual exposure that we're experiencing today, is it, is it providing us more opportunities for intimacy? And the answer is no. Yeah. So whether it's people living together, whether it's sex outside of marriage, whether it's you know fornication, whether it's two people that are married and are, and are trying to figure it out, the, the bottom line is we have glamorized sex in our culture and it's become so mainstream that sex over every single decade has changed. Uh, I can promise you the views on sex today are not the views of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents' views of sex are not their parents. I tell you, my, even my, I'm a Christian. I'm a born-again believer. My views about sex are probably not like my parents and are probably not. And so you can say, and my son, you know, you look at millennials. Now you look at high school. You look yeah. at children. Children. All these things are coming in and they're bombarding us and it's changed our perception of that word S-E-X. But I'm talking to somebody tonight. God's word has not changed. Yeah. God's word and how he feels about sex and the biblical perspective of sex has not changed. So, uh, and we want to, again, really want to challenge all of you tonight. If you, if you want to make a comment or if you want to, uh, you know, you know, I was trying to think of, send us a message on Messenger. Uh, well, you actually, you just touched on something that I recently got a messenger about. Um, and so I just wanted to cover it. You talked about, um, you know, living together before marriage. And so I got a question, um, a messenger from a Christian okay. uh, that is currently living with their girlfriend and asked, you know, if it was biblically okay. And my response was, because he was he's, he was basically saying like we're not sleeping together we're not having sex we're just living together and my response was but as a christian you have so many people that are watching what you do and they don't know what goes on in the confines of your house your apartment or your home so they don't know if you're having sex or not um and so when the outside world well paul said flee the appearance of evil right and so i was like why would you put yourself in a situation one you're putting yourself in a situation for temptation because if you live with someone you're in close proximity and you're dating there's just so much temptation in that house where it would be very hard to remain faithful i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna call well i can't call what i would call because i'm a saved born again believer but i'm gonna say bullcrap on that <laughs> i mean there's no way. I'm sorry. You cannot tell me. I'm a I'm a red-blooded American male, right? 
and you get two people that uh, have strong feelings for one another and you put them in a little 1200 square feet or wherever and we're just gonna you know but we're not gonna I, you cannot tell me the, the odds are there will be a slip up These, so, the odds but, are huge but even if not you're you're setting yourself up where people that may be looking at you, you may be the only Jesus they see, you may be the only church they go to, and they're seeing that you're you're doing this, so then it makes them think it's okay. And then they, you know, they're thinking, well, I can live with, there's so many people that just live with each other, you know, for whatever reason, and then they think it's okay because they see Christians doing it. So I would say, no, don't do it. You're setting yourself up and you're being a bad witness. I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want it, want it. I don't, I don't want it. Your sex phone now. So anyway, guys, we're going to end tonight's episode. But just know that for the next, I don't know, two to three weeks, we're going to talk about this because uh, I don't think Game of Thrones. I don't think our culture. I don't think all this crap and sex and stuff that you see on social media, pornography industry. uh, We could go on and on and on. There are the enemy has strategically placed in our world today hundreds of thousands of different things to influence your standards when it comes to sex. And so we're going to take the next two or three weeks and and talk about what God has to say about it. It isn't dirty. Hmm. uh, It isn't inappropriate, but it can be dirty. It can be inappropriate and it can be wrong. It can be sin, but that's not God's original intention for it. And so uh, we're going to talk about it. And uh, hopefully over the next two or three weeks, we can really just really enlighten some people's perception about this very important subject. We don't have to hide behind the bushes or be ashamed about it. We're going we're gonna to shout it out because like I said at the beginning of the program, the Bible has a lot to say about it. So yeah. And please, if you are watching right now or listening um, via the podcast and you want to submit a question, you can do so in either of our inboxes. As you see, we never name names on our show, so we'll never embarrass you. Um, and if not, you can go to our website, michaelrowanministries.com, and there's a way to contact us there. You can submit questions there, email us there. Um, we keep everything anonymous, but we would love to tackle your question because chances are if you have a question, um, other people have the same question and just haven't asked it. So we are all for tackling your hard questions on sex right now is what we're covering. So if you have something you want us to answer, please do. Absolutely. Because guys, there's not a week that goes by, honestly, not a week that goes by that either myself or my wife does not get either a messenger on Facebook, an email, a text. Uh, you can go to michaelrowanministries.com. Our email addresses are right there on the front page. That is not an administrator that sees that. That's not staff. That's not a secretary. Those are our personal emails. So you can have the confidence knowing if you were to, it's Stephanie at MichaelRowanMinistries.com, Michael at MichaelRowanMinistries.com. If you email either one of us, we are the only two that see those emails. And uh, so I just know because every week someone's reaching out saying, this is going on in my life. This is this addiction. This is this bondage. And we want to help you. That's why we do Heart to Heart. That's why we do this program. That's why we put it on every media and social media platform that we can. Uh, So I mean, that's what Heart to Heart, that's what our vision was founded. It was heart to heart, real discussions, real questions, real answers, our hearts to your heart. So if there's something weighing on your heart about any of the topics we talk about on a weekly basis, or maybe we haven't covered it yet and you want us to cover it, we really want to know what you guys want to hear. Um, and we will come at it with uh, 
you know, biblical backing, not just our own opinions. Amen. Well, hey, let us bless you before we're done tonight. Put your hands out like this because we want you to receive it. We'll put our hands forward to give it to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. May he cover you with his name, the name of Jesus. We bless you tonight in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, God bless you. We'll see you on Heart to Heart for part two of sex and what God has to say about it next week.